0: You are listening to episode five of the Entrepreneur Happy Hour with special guest Katherine Watkin. Grab your favorite beverage and let's talk about business. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Denise. This podcast is for entrepreneurs, whether you're just getting started or working your business part-time or just looking for some inspiration. Each episode, you will hear the incredible stories of entrepreneurs from around the world. These entrepreneurs are subject matter experts in their niche. Want to show off your fan status? Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you can be one of the first to listen to my latest episode, which starts right now. So, grab your favorite beverage and let's talk. Today, my guest is Catherine Watkins. She is the owner of Selling from the Heart. Catherine, I'm so grateful to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for being on. And
1: thank you for inviting me. I think we're going to have a good conversation. Yes. Well,
0: I read your bio and all of that, and I know that um, selling from the heart is something that's important to you, being genuine and authentic. So if you don't mind telling the listeners a little bit more about your approach to selling.
1: Yeah. So I teach what I call heart centered sales. Um, And this came about because I had a long career in corporate sales. That was my career. And yet, when I left the corporate world to find work that was more meaningful, and I retrained in as we trained as a coach, NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, and other modalities as well, what I found was so many of my colleagues who trained with me were really reluctant to have sales conversations because they felt so nervous that they might accidentally come across as pushy, or they just didn't want to do things that were purely manipulative and self-serving. And it was then that I realized, well, you know, I might have worked in this really cutthroat corporate environment, but actually I've always worked with integrity Um, and I've always tried to avoid, I might have got sent on training courses where I was taught those more manipulative techniques. And then I would come back to the office and go, no, you know, they just make me feel sick. I am just going to do it my way. And so I realized that I really had a lot to bring. Because I had, when I started my business, I had coming up to 20 years experience of working in sales. So yeah. I had a lot, um, I had a lot to teach, but then I was able to adapt it as well to people who are in business because they want to make a difference to others, not just because they're trying to close sales for the sake of hitting their sales targets.
0: It's interesting that you said that. So you had 20 years of corporate sales experience before you started your business. If you don't mind sharing um, kind of a, I guess, a contrast of how different your approach is now to the way you were taught to do things in the corporate world
1: oh well in the corporate world so I worked in recruitment that was I I had a number of different sales roles in corporate but probably the toughest environment within the recruitment industry and you know very highly targeted very competitive and we were sent on what I would call traditional sales training courses and honestly I don't even remember now some of the things that we were taught but they were um, it was things things that were things that were things that were taught techniques and also closing techniques you know things like you know you've probably heard of the yes set where the theory is that if you ask three questions in a row and the person gives you an answer to each of those which is a yes because you've set it up you sort of pre-designed your questions that way if you get three yeses when you say so would you like to go ahead and buy from me they're more likely to say yes because you you've sort of just pre-programmed them and there are, there are all sorts of techniques like that, closing techniques, objection handling techniques from the world of traditional sales. And actually in my course for heart-centered selling, I don't teach any of those traditional sales and closing and objection techniques. Okay,
0: that is good to know. So I have a question for you. Um, have you had any... Um, mentors in your life as you have moved forward with your business. And also remind us again of how long you've been in business. I know you've had 20 years of corporate sales experience. How long um, has selling from the heart been in existence? And have you had any mentors along the way that have helped to shape where you are today?
1: Yes, So selling from the heart has been in existence long enough that I can never quite remember the number, but it's, it's nine years. I think I'm into the first few months of my, um, ninth year could be my 10th. I do lose track a while. Um, and yes. So in terms of the sales, I didn't have mentors because I brought, you know, like a lot of your listeners, they'll be the same. I brought my expertise to my business. That that was the core of my business. So I didn't need any additional sales mentoring, but I didn't really have much of a clue about marketing. You know, I, I came from a corporate sales background and my job was to do business development, to do the actual sales piece and bring the money in at the front end. I had no knowledge of marketing, Um, And then marketing for a small business is also completely different. I had no understanding of how to structure my business for it to actually be a profitable business that would sustain me and my lifestyle. So, yes, I did work with mentors. And and in actual fact, it was only at the point where I started making those investments in mentors that my business started to take off.
0: Oh wow! And have you, um, I guess, poured into anybody else? Have you mentored anyone along the way? I'm sure you have um, a plethora of clients and people that you work with that sign up for your course and different things. But have you mentored um, some people along the way? And how has that shaped your experience as an entrepreneur? Yes.
1: Yeah, so actually, I have mentored people all the way through my business. So as well as having on an online I have three online courses and a membership, a low monthly investment membership, but all the way through my business life, I have also mentored, whether it's been group mentoring programs or one-to-one mentoring, I, always, I pretty much always have either one or other of those things running at the same time. And it's definitely shaped me. I know that when I first started a mentoring program, I didn't feel ready. And when I look back, in many ways i wasn 't ready you know i didn 't have my knowledge and understanding and you know dare I say the wisdom that I have today around how business and marketing works. I was encouraged by a mentor to leap before I was really ready, and actually it just it really fast tracked my learning because every time i didn 't know the solution for a client, I would throw myself into figuring out the answer for them. So it fast tracked my development, then it also fast tracked my confidence because I I ended up mentoring people from such a from very widely different types of business. So it it's built, you know, what it means is that even though I haven't run every type of business myself, because my clients have, it means that now I'm a very versatile business mentor. Um, and a lot of business mentors are very what I call cookie cutter they teach you the system that was successful for them so they say hey i followed this system come and learn from me i'll teach you my system and you will be successful too but in a lot of cases it doesn't work that way everybody is so unique we've got unique strengths and weaknesses and places where we feel in flow things we don't like doing unique life circumstances different financial requirements and so what what works for one person the business model and marketing approach. That works for one person doesn't automatically work for the next and so I think my experience of mentoring has made me into a very versatile business mentor.
0: I appreciate um, you sharing that Um, in my leadership training experience um, one of the things that is always taught is to share your story and that's taught a lot to entrepreneurs you know to share your story no one else has your story right Someone else may have a similar type of business, but their story is different and how they got to where they're going. So hearing you talk about your mentoring makes me think about um, a case study approach almost and you being able to share those stories or those testimonials, if you will, of your clients or the people that you're mentoring to help you be better. Um, So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I think that's um, a helpful tip for entrepreneurs to not, I guess be so textbook. You know, when we come from a corporate background, we're so kind of textbook and programmed into the way things should go, but being open to be flexible, you know, like you said, to be versatile yeah. and to be able to gain, you know, more knowledge and more experience. So I appreciate that. That's something very helpful. And you've been in business for nine years, you know, before entrepreneurship was as popular as it is now. You know, it, it has grown, it has had its seasons, but it seems like now we're living in an age where more and more people are starting their own businesses. So with that being said, what helpful tips would you give to anyone looking to start um, a business, especially um, in, the, in the wake of our present circumstances? Um, you know, we're mm-hmm. currently, as we're recording this, we're dealing with um, the COVID-19 pandemic and you know some uncertainties in the economy I know you're in the UK I'm in the United States what advice would you give to someone who has an idea has a dream presently um, and is looking um, to start a business
1: I would say the, the biggest tip I could give is keep it simple because when somebody's starting a business they go out there into the online space and they're looking for help and advice and you get so many different pieces of advice. You should have a membership site. No, no, you should sell high ticket programs. You should sell from speaking. No, no, you should be doing webinars. No, you should be doing Facebook ads. Oh, no, no, LinkedIn is the thing that you should be doing now. And what I see is that typically the thing that holds early stage business owners back more than anything else is this scattered scattered approach and somehow believing that they need to do all of the things Whereas, actually, if they can just get really, you know, I teach clients when they're first starting to pick one business model to begin with, have one core offering to begin with to get started, and go out and sell that one thing to begin with until you get comfortable. And then you can grow out your offerings and pick a maximum of two marketing strategies. Now, before the COVID 19, I encouraged people to pick one online and one offline strategy because online will give you that wider reach over a longer period of time but it takes time to get to build up the following whereas offline can happen very quickly and what we're seeing a lot of now is business owners needing to do a very quick pivot to be doing all of that online but again it's the same message so somebody was in my facebook group a couple of days ago she has a fully offline business she's doing really well And she said, Oh, Catherine, I know I have to pivot to online, but I really don't feel like an online program is what I really want to be doing, but I know that's what I have to do now. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, hold your horses. Online doesn't mean complicated online programs and sales funnels. It just means take the stuff that you were doing offline and now do it online. So instead of having face-to-face meetings, have zoom meetings. Um, Instead of going networking go to online events or organize your own. Instead of running live workshops, run online workshops through Zoom. You can take your, you can take your offline business online and keep it really simple um, without necessarily needing all these bells and whistles that people tell themselves they should have. And of course, if you feel called to have an online program or a membership, then absolutely you go for it, but not just because you've got some idea that that's the only way to make your business work because it's not the case.
0: I appreciate you saying that. I know we're in a time where a lot of people are having to pivot and having to shift um, to um, offering more products and services online. But I appreciate you saying that you don't have to start doing funnels if you weren't doing funnels. And also your conversation about uh, marketing. I just want to get your opinion because um, I really like this concept of selling from the heart. I like it because When I tell you I have tried everything before I started my own unique thing, I knew I was supposed to be an entrepreneur. I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. So I Mm. have tried it all from, you know, uh, selling, you know, Avon to all of these different companies. My grandmother was an Avon lady and she was extremely successful. Um, I still have, um, she passed away, but I still have her Miss Abby's to show proof of the success she had selling and doing really well with that you know and that was a challenging thing for me so I'm like you know what's my thing what's what's my niche but even in trying to figure that out the whole like you said the marketing was a bit of a struggle but I also I didn't like to feel make people feel gross if you will like I didn't want people to feel like I just sold them something that they didn't really want or need kind of like a used car salesman. Mm. Like I'm just trying to move something off of a lot. Um, So what would be your advice? I know you did share about picking one strategy, um, Mm. you know, and kind of sticking to it and not trying to be all over the place. But as far as social media marketing in particular, Facebook, um, I've noticed a lot of people, are utilizing Facebook um, for their marketing, but they're doing so through personal pages. They haven't created a business page or they're tagging everybody under the sun and you know, doing all of these different things. Um, and just really, in my opinion, kind of wearing out their warm market. Um, what would be your advice or your experience that you have with showing up on social media, specifically Facebook?
1: Well, my view in business has always been... So the first thing I want to say is I'm not a social media expert. Um, and I actually grew my business to, if we translate it to US dollars, above $200,000 and kept it there consistently for all these years without social media ever having been one of my personal core marketing strategies. However, it's still, I still know how I would use it. Um, and I'm very much more about building relationships. And if you build relationships with people, and it doesn't matter if this is online or offline, it doesn't matter if this is via Facebook or a different platform, if you show value and turn up to serve, basically turn up with the question in your forefront of your mind, what's the best way that I can help this person right now, that will come back in droves. You don't necessarily have to then do what I know you're talking about. You know, you you make a connection and the next thing you know, you're in their inbox saying, hey, come and buy my thing. There's no relationship. There's no trust. I just ignore anything like that that I receive. But if you build the relationship after three, four, five contacts where this person sees that you're always really helpful, you're always really generous, they start to get curious about you. And they'll click through on your profile to find out what you do. And if you set your profile up well, they'll find your page or they'll find your website or both. And this is what draws people closer to you. Now, of course, you still need to make invitations every, you you still need to be calling people to action, to take action to maybe book calls with you or come on your webinars or come through your launch sequence or whatever it is that you're doing to sell. But for me, you know, one of my mentors, my current mentor says, the longer the runway, the bigger the success. And what he means is that the longer the period in which you warm people up, the more mm. likely they are to actually buy from you when you invite them. And so rather than running around, connecting with loads of people and then sending them messages to their inbox, it makes more sense to add value over a longer period of time. And then when you reach out and say, hey, would you be interested in this thing? They feel like they know you now. It's not just a stranger who's landed in their inbox. So a little bit more time, you know, we're in this for the long game. You don't have to make all your sales tomorrow. You're still going to need sales next week. You're still going to need sales next month. You're still going to need sales in five years' time. So don't be so like um clinging on so tightly that you feel it all the business has to come in in one go right now this week because that is the short term thinking that doesn't make for a healthy long term business.
0: Those are some good tips. Those are some good tips, definitely. Um, I think about um, one of the books that I read and it was mentioned on a podcast that I used to listen to and it's called jab, 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 right hook. And it's basically about Mm -hmm. social media marketing and, you know, just how you show up, you know, and just thinking about it in boxing terms, you know, and, you know, just showing up. And like you said, you want them to trust you. And I think about that no like trust, but you also Mm -hmm. want them to remember you. So like you said, um, you know, you still need to make sales next week. You still need to. So I think that's really important. And I know, um, you and I have talked, you know, offline and, you know, a bit of my personal story, life will happen, whether it's this COVID-19 pandemic or your own unique individual experience, life will happen. So I think that's some really good advice to think about it in terms of a runway. Right. Um, and just kind Mm of go from there and think about that. Um, So, you said a a lot of
1: um, Sorry, I was going to say also for a lot of the business owners in my community, they don't enjoy marketing. They don't enjoy this feeling of, oh, I've got to put myself out there and broadcast Mm. and get people's attention. And so, for them, this feeling of, how can I be of service? They're very happy to turn up every day Mm -hmm. and be of service. Well, that's still marketing, but it's just a twist on the, the energy of it, really. And if you can turn up every day, serve from the heart, give people value, invite people to sign up to find out more from you make invitations regularly to whatever your next step is whether that's to buy from you or or some other action the whole thing feels so much more comfortable than this feeling like oh I've got to get out there and I've got to broadcast and I've got to be visible and then I've got to close the sale feels really hard when you put it that way well
0: just to kind of um recap some of the things that we said I wrote down um, your quote the longer the runway the bigger the success and I think that's our ultimate goal Um, we Mm. all want to be successful we want to have a successful business Um, but the reality is success comes at different times for other people and then Mm. there are seasons depending on um, what background where you know, maybe a busy time in your business, or it may be a downtime. What advice would you give um, to entrepreneurs, especially as we're experiencing some of this downtime right now? What advice would you give for downtime to still kind of keep your motivation and that energy high um, and still show up, you know, every day for your business? But what advice would you give to um, kind of not I guess, to make the most use of any downtime that they may have?
1: Yeah, so within the, the people within my own membership community, I wouldn't be encouraging them to have any downtime at all. I mean, the normal amount of downtime, you know, self-care, rest. But I don't, I, I, I think it would be a mistake to view this as a time when you down tools and decide, oh, there's nothing happening out there in the world it's actually not true at all and just to give you i just want to give you three examples a week ago on saturday literally a couple of days after we went down into full lockdown in the uk i personally joined a mastermind program um another three days or so after that a client in a small mastermind group with me emailed me to say that she is about to have her first ever 18 to twenty one pound month and you can nearly double that to turn that into dollars And in the last week, I've had more emails into my inbox asking me if I'm available to do one-to-one work than I normally have. And so I think it's really easy for people to fall into this trap of assuming that because of COVID-19 and because we're isolating at home, suddenly somehow that means that the world has stopped and we're not going to get any clients. And I think this assumption is the most dangerous thing that any business owner can make right now because, of course, there is an entire range of people with a whole different range of emotional responses and a whole different range of motivations. So if we take my partner, he's a chef, restaurants in the UK are all closed, he's out of a job, he's not investing in anything right now, and I wouldn't expect him to be. However, on the other end of the scale, we've got people in well-paid jobs who are now working from home, who for the first time possibly in their lifetime have got free time to explore their dreams, their goals, what they really want from life, their health goals, they're not having to commute, their boss isn't watching over their shoulder what they're doing. There's, there's opportunities here for some businesses to absolutely boom. And there are more people online right now than there have ever been before. Like everybody's online all the time. All the people I know with e-commerce shops or online businesses are saying that their traffic is just through the roof compared to normal. And so I guess, you know, in answer to your question, the biggest piece of advice I would give is please don't assume that because we've been asked to stay at home, that this means that you need to put your business on hold. Everybody's got an opportunity out there. You may need to pivot to find the opportunity or what you already do comes into its own, but go out there and make the most of these opportunities because there are opportunities.
0: I think that's some excellent advice Um, and I appreciate you so much for being here. Any other final thoughts before um, we wrap up our time together that you want to leave with uh, um, entrepreneurs and also um, make sure to let us know where we can find you, how we can get in touch with you if we want to learn more about your offerings.
1: Sure. So, you know, what I'm all about at the core of it is selling from the heart. How do we enroll clients in a way that feels totally authentic and congruent for us as business owners and in full integrity, but also feels comfortable for our potential clients so they feel ready to engage in that conversation and make those decisions about working with us? So in terms of a final piece of advice, the one piece of advice I give that I always say, if you only take this away, It will change so much without even needing to do any further training is that when you're in a sales situation always put the other person the potential client put their best interests at the center of the interaction so don't be thinking what do i need this week what's good for my bank account be thinking what's right for them what's in their highest good because when you're coming from a place that's in their highest good your sense of conviction that they should be working with you is so strong and they feel it. But also, you know, that if it's not right for them, you're not going to be selling something that they don't need or want. Like, like you said earlier. So if anyone wants to learn more about this from me, I have a free video training. It's, it's, it's really bite size. It's three minute videos, but it gives you my entire structure that I teach for sales conversations. It's called the seven steps to yes. And people can access that. So my website is called sellingfromtheheart.com. Okay. And that training is available there. Um, you find that on the on, on that main page. But there's something else on that page as well, which is um, a quiz. It's an authentic sales styles quiz, which helps people to identify what their natural strengths are when it comes to sales, and why they're naturally good at sales, even if they don't feel it yet. So like with you and your story about the Avon and you've tried different things, there's going to be a, there's going to be something that you have about you that makes you supremely good at sales. There's just one other piece of the equation that you haven't learned yet that makes that bit that works beautifully work properly, if that makes sense. And that quiz tends, it will give people the answer. This is what I'm great at. This is what I'm weaker at. And I need to, to work on this. And I've also got, there's other goodies there. there's also a, an e-guide on how to create a business you can fall in love and stay in love with. But yeah, sellingfromtheheart.com, a few different things people can sign up to there.
0: Well, wonderful. Well, I thank you so much for taking the time to um, be with us today and just to share and I'm really grateful for your expertise and just wishing you well in all of your continued endeavors.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great.
0: (laughs) All right. Take care of yourself. Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Entrepreneur Happy Hour podcast. If you haven't already rated and reviewed my show, leave your feedback. Do that today. Whether you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, your review shows off your fan status and helps other future listeners find this podcast. I love hearing from my listeners, and I would love to hear from you. Send me a note at hello at theentrepreneurhappyhour.com. Until next episode, I'll see you over on the Entrepreneur Happy Hour Facebook community.